So Ball is sponsoring us right now across the DNVR network. We are so excited to be working with them. And before you even think about it, no, this is nothing Manscaped related. Ball as in all the new Ball Arena stuff, as in the aerospace technology company. They are the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades now. They are such a great company. And in 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. I know you guys probably heard so much about them when they acquired the naming rights for Ball Arena. And they are hiring right now, guys. They're located in Golden. You can check out hashtag work at Ball online. And to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, text GOLDEN to 77 two 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 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden you can simply text golden to seven seven two 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 like i said they are hiring and they are such an incredible company so we definitely recommend checking that out if you are looking for a job Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. to the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official brewery of DNVR. We love Breckenridge Brewery. Drew's got a Breck Brew right now, drinking an avalanche. I've got some good company. So does Spencer. And AJ's just cheers. chilling in Canada. So cheers to you, AJ. <laughs> but AJ's almost done with his quarantine in Canada, to which Canada. is super exciting. Yeah. Watch out, Manitoba. Tomorrow I'm unleashed gonna have a great time today's episode is going to be very relaxed very chill go grab your beer obviously it's a late um show for us a late friday show but we are going to be answering some questions from the dnvr lounge that you guys sent in and then talking a little bit about the mlb all-star week which has officially begun here in denver it's so exciting and with that we're going to start off with the first question that i have here and that is which league has the best all-star game and why is it not the nfl so <laughs> what uh-huh. do we think is the absolute best all-star game aj what do you think uh, i still think it's baseball uh yeah. because i think uh i i think that it has the best non-all-star game event in the home run derby it's the easiest thing to digest um yeah. it's it's easy to understand Hit dingers. 
That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, hit ball long way. Not complicated. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't dress it up in a lot. You know, the NHL All Star Game has all these festivities and all this nonsense, and the game itself is now like this like weird three on three tournament. It's silly. Um, NBA like the three point shooting contest is now just as exciting as the dunk contest, which is kind of stale. And there's just there's just something downright wholesome and American about showing up and hitting dingers for three hours. Spence, do you agree with that? How do you feel about that? I, I do agree. I think MLB All-Star Game is by far the best. And I think all the other All-Star actual games are like the lowest of my watching ability uh, when it comes to All-Star Weekend. Like I love watching everything else other than the actual game. MLB, I the home run derby is more fun than the game for sure. But the the uh, the actual All Star game in the MLB is the closest thing for me. That and it matters. Like that's I think that's kind of cool. It's really the only sport where you can kind of make it matter because in every other sport, you know, you don't want to risk injuries, you don't want to risk all these things because it's not really worth it. Um, but in the MLB, when you get starters that go one inning and you don't know who the manager is going to go to, and you have every star getting in the game, and I think a really cool part of the MLB is that everybody gets an all-star. Like, I think that's something really cool to hang on to is like Arizona. Like we just beat, we just beat them yesterday, but they're, they're horrid. Like they're way, like people think the Rockies are bad. The Arizona's horrid, but they get Eduardo Escobar and no matter how bad they are, every team gets an all-star. So I think that's a really cool feature of the MLB. I totally agree. I also think that it's the MLB. I just, especially when it comes to the actual game, the NBA all-star game this year, these guys are just so Good. They're barely playing defense, and they're just hitting three after three after three, which is cool, but not entertaining. Like, you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, again, another one. Okay, like, how many points can they score? I guess, like, the All-Star game when it comes to the MLB and the Home Run Derby, there's just so much fun. You can actually digest the game. But, Drew, we'll finish off with you. Do you think it's the MLB as well? I mean, yeah, you guys did it. You're good. Good oh. job. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And and I've made this point, I think, once before. But You, it's, you uh, froze a little am bit, I, am but I you're back. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, you, you also can't really fake baseball or, or, or other – you can't play baseball at 75%, yeah. right? You can play basketball, hockey, and football at, at 75%, like Spence said, to make sure nobody gets hurt. And you should in an exhibition game. But in baseball, you kind of – there's really no way to go up there. You, you you take your hacks. If you're a pitcher, like you're not just going to lob batting practice at the best hitters in the world. Get embarrassed right now. You're going <laughs> to go out there. You're going to pump gas because you also know you're only going to have to throw one inning, maybe two. So you give them the best thing you've got, and then you go and sit down. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, guys play defense hard, guys. Totally. Get that I really like the game. I agree. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think they could. Oh. You keep freezing and unfreezing. You you're, you're back. I We can hear it's you a, now. It's, a, it's Rob Manz. Wi-Fi gerbils. Because I was about, about all the ways it could be better. Even though the All-Star game is great. They could, I think, do more exhibition stuff. Uh, more skills challenge type things. I think they've been happy enough to be like, we do home run derby. We do game. It's like there's lots of other cool stuff. You watch dudes chuck balls from right field, just a long throw contest. See who's got the strongest arm. 
speed stuff. You know, there's all kinds of fun skill stuff you could do with baseball that they don't. Yo, the, the Japanese bunting competition is amazing. Right? I'm <laughs> saying. I want to see stuff like that. Is everything good, Kale? <laughs> everything good? Okay, they finished a new show. I just want to make sure. Kale just, like, ran in here and I was like, did I mess something up? Are we okay? Um, they just finished. They just finished up online with D Line, and he said it went fantastic. It is a new show that we are having on YouTube every Friday. It's thirty minutes, around thirty minutes, twenty thirty minutes, and it's just fun content. Eric and uh, two guests are just hanging out, browsing the internet, and talking about what's going on. So definitely check that out. But okay, I'm glad nothing went that wrong. Definitely just not ran in, ever and I was like. Canceled. Yes, hopefully not. <laughs> um, but okay, let's move on to this next question that I know Drew is absolutely going to love. I'm not sure about you, Spence. I'm not sure if you are a DC or Marvel fan, but the question is, which one's better? Who's better? DC or Marvel? Oh, no. <laughs> what, AJ? <laughs> I don't want to do this with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> You said we have. You said we have a lot of questions to get to today, and I this this might just be the end of the show. <laughs> okay, Spence, do you have a choice? That what we're gonna do today? Well, I I think I do have a choice, and it's only because I've seen one whole thing. Uh, during quarantine, Kylie and I watched all the Marvel movies, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big movie guy. I don't watch a ton of movies, but we watched all of those, and I was definitely crying at the end of. Uh, one of the episodes, or one of the, I think the last one, whatever ends the, kind of ends the whole season with the leaves and all that nonsense. But yeah, I was, I, I'm definitely more into things like that now. And I've definitely started watching a lot more Marvel. Okay. Well, we don't have to go into the discussion of who's better, but which one do you like better, Drew? Can we have that conversation okay. or is that so, also weird? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think we've sort of touched on this before, but I, I grew up a big Marvel guy, but I I prefer DC. Mm. I prefer the stylings. Uh, AJ's now gonna, this is gonna get bad. Uh, look, I I just like what DC does in the comic world, especially, uh, and in the animated world. And I I just I like their mythos. They're they're basically I like that DC takes everything very seriously and doesn't feel the need to apologize for itself. I feel like Marvel as a constant. I love Marvel. I look, I grew up, I, I, I idolized the X-Men and I like, I still think that's the best idea in the history of comic books, the X-Men. But uh, yeah, if I'm going to sit down and be in a world for a while, if I'm going to watch seasons of stuff, I'd, I'd prefer to be in the DC universe. Sorry. The, the DC universe TV shows, I actually do like quite a bit between like Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and all that stuff. Like, and the the way that they cross over yeah. together is really cool, and that the way that they uh, have kind of built out their whole universe it's it's very it's very cool. I enjoy that, and their animated stuff is odd. The Batman animated stuff, especially, has been yeah, yeah. so good over the years. Should we yes. move on to the next question or do we want to go into this? I probably a good idea. While we're agreeing. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, Maya High Magic. I tried. Uh, I they kind Marvel. of gave answers. But okay. Uh, next question we have here is if you could play any position for any team, what position would you play first 
And who would you play for second? That's a hard one. Am I am I trying to have the longest, most successful career? Or am I doing the coolest thing? It it's, just depends on what you want to do. The question, if you could play any position for any team. So it's all dependent on how you want this to go down. It's tough. <laughs> that is a tough one. Spence, do you have any clue <laughs> on what you would do? Uh, yeah. I would definitely be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I think that would be like the guy behind me. Oh, there, there's my little Elway mural. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the quarterback, just a quarterback of, of a team that I obviously love. And I just think if you're good, you get put on the highest pedestal here in Denver. And if you're great, it's like even higher than that. So I think, you know, longevity of career is kind of iffy there at that position with, uh, the current struggles of the team. But I think if it was like now that I got put there and I ended up being actually good, I think after the five to six years of rough quarterback play, I think being the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, that's good. And the next guy, whether it's Locke or Bridgewater or Aaron Rodgers, whoever it is, he's going to be on the highest of high pedestals in the city and everybody's going to love him. That's a good one. AJ, have you thought of yours or should we move on to Drew? Oh, I think so. Okay. So a couple different angles. Um, if I want the, the most lucrative and quote unquote easiest of careers, I want to be a kicker for the Broncos because <laughs> eight years a year I get to kick an elevation and you only have to make a couple of kicks here and there, you know, just your range gets extended a good, a good five to, to eight yards. Uh, as long as you're a little bit accurate, I think you're golden. And and you like look look, we see these guys these guys show up in Denver and they just kind of hang around. Like the Broncos don't have very much kicker churn, That's and you know not the not the same way as they do at punter because punter would probably be the other one, or you just punt the ball and have yeah. I just I think I think that's a I think that's a that's a cushy gig. Uh, comparatively, uh, it's also, it's also the sport with like the highest attrition rate, but you don't get touched very often. So it's, it's easiest <laughs> to have a longer career. So I would take, uh, I would take kicker if I'm trying to have like, like guarantee longevity. Um, the, but if you're, the, the, if you're going that route, you could also do backup QB. Yeah, yeah, but there's always reasons to replace you. Teams are always looking for a reason to replace you uh, at that point. True. So I'm, I, I wouldn't want to. I mean, like that's a great living. Those guys make a ton of money, um, and also don't get hit. Uh oh, <laughs> it's it's very loud. It's really loud too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to. Oh, I'm not Allie. Yeah, I told you that, but you kept waving at me, so I, I put you on here. Does that um, change anything? It's, a two it's less loud. Oh, that's good. For anyone on the podcast side of things, Ryan is tuning in. He just finished online with D-Line, but he is downstairs at the bar, so that's where all of this loud music just came from. But I also forgot to introduce everyone on this panel. Great hostess from me. Um, we've got AJ Hayfley, Drew Creaseman, Spencer Smith, and Ryan Koningsberg, a.k.a. Allie, on the screen right now, the second Allie of this <coughs> chat. I'm, I'm leaving and coming back with a new name. Okay, bye. <laughs> It's going to be loud again with music. 
So anyway, um, if I'm the the challenger, the the competitor in me wants the ultimate challenge. So starting pitcher for the Rockies would probably be there. Um, if I'm if I'm talking about like most prestigious, like the I don't like the position with the most glory. I don't really think there is one. Yeah, really. I think it's quarterback for the I mean, Broncos. I mean, like a quarterback of the Broncos would be cool. Goaltender for the Abs would be cool. Like those would be those would be neat, but those are like local things, you know. I don't think that there's like I look around all of sports. I don't think like a starting pitcher for the Yankees or something. Like I don't, you know, center fielder for the Yankees or like I don't think that there's like a position that's like like prestigious anymore that I really think of in that way. Yeah, it just keeps coming in and out, in and out of the show. I'm just like, okay. Who knows? Could be. I'm trying to think if there's anything. That's an interesting point. Was was there ever? Was there a time when like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for maybe for a while there, you had like the Yankees with their with their run with the what they what they did with the jersey numbers. Yeah. yeah in the was- like in the single digits, you know the. Like Syracuse football has like the star players that wear the same number or whatever. So I think that there's there's some of there's some of that stuff. You know, the Michigan wide receiver wearing number one. Yeah. Like there's there there are things like that that are out there that I think are pretty cool. But uh, over overall, I'm mm. the 49ers. I think quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers there for a while was a really cool job, right? Yeah, I mean, you could look with, yeah. with the Packers. They've had three, you know, between yeah. uh, between between yeah, Bart Starr and Brett Favre and Packers. Aaron Rodgers. You know, now there's a there's a lineage there. True. Okay, Drew. Do you know? Have you decided on your guy? On what position I would be? Yes. Uh, so when I was younger, my question to this was always just catcher. I always wanted to be the catcher uh, for the call. Oh, true. Colorado Rockies, and then I noted how incredibly difficult that job is. Am I freezing You're again? Good. This is dumb. I'm gonna go out after this and come back in. See if I can fix my <laughs> Wi-Fi. But uh, <laughs> center fielder was was the one that I navigated to after a while. Uh, the idea of standing out there in center field, the whole game in front of you, settling underneath the high fly ball, making the catch. Uh, uh, yeah, center fielder. Even though that also destroys your legs, especially at Coors Field, if that's the gig that you want. But uh, I don't quite have the cojones that AJ has to want to be a starting pitcher. Uh, that's just too too much pressure, too much a lot of pressure. anxiety. Like, it'd be a lot of fun, but there's just so many things that can go wrong. Oh, let me let me shag the ball down and, and take my four at-bats a game and... and you know, not be counted on to be the star player. I'm good to go. What do you think, Spence? You you said quarterback for the Denver Broncos, but pitcher, like the star pitcher, the ace for the Rockies, would you want that, something like that? Uh, actually, I would want the closer role. That was my – that's what I did in high school, and I loved it. I loved coming in for one inning. Like, it's rough here. It is rough here, and it's hard. <laughs> and it's hard to get three outs. Sometimes it feels like they have to get four, five. But I think – it's one of those things that I think with our current recency bias based on the teams we watch in Denver, I think that the closer of the Rockies and 
the quarterback of the Broncos are two positions where if you come in right now and you're good and you're reliable, you are you even look more reliable than you really are because of the current situation we have with those two positions. So I, for me, I'd love to – if I was like – like when, when we had Houston Street, he was phenomenal. Wade Davis was great for a year, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Wade Davis is – the, you know, we, um, oh, what's the other guy's name now? I'm forgetting it. I watched him give up. Oh, Greg Holland. He was good for a while. And it was like, it was like a revelation. And it was incredible when somebody that was closing for the Rockies was actually closing out ball games and they were winning and going to the playoffs. So um, I think closer for the Rockies, like AJ kind of said, that would be one of the, uh, like, hot, one of the toughest jobs in Denver. But yeah. if you do it well, you're, it's thankful. Like, it's not thankless there. Yeah. Totally. I, I agree. Recency bias definitely plays a role in that because it's just like, my God, you're good in those positions right now. You're a full on star. The, the town will cheer you on <laughs> Drew in the comments. Drew, hopefully you're not gone for good like the other time. Really seamless show so far. Uh, Drew popped out. Star of online with D-Lion, Ryan Königsberg <laughs> is here. But we do hear Kale in the background. I was about to text him, dialing up. So we have Dev here in the comments. Devin here saying, who is dialing up right now? I don't know. Like, this isn't the mic I normally use. This is a different headset. And apparently this one just has a very sensitive microphone. It definitely does. Don't breathe too heavy into it. We've had to tell Andre to pull it away from him. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. Next question. Well, actually, yeah, next question, Ryan. You don't get to answer that one since you were late. Sounds um, good. Which Colorado team has the best color scheme? Uh, the buffs, obviously. AJ? Ooh, this, is a good, this is a good one. Uh, I mean, orange is my favorite color, so I'm going mm -hmm. with the Broncos. Blue and orange is my is my jam forever. Every, every video game I'm allowed to make a character, that bitch is blue and orange. It is always blue and orange for me, forever. Lindsay's favorite color is also orange. Uh, orange is a little too intense for me. I'm not the biggest fan of that color. My favorite color is green, as I'm wearing a green shirt, and my favorite team is green. But I think out of Denver sports, I think it's the buffs or it's the abs. I really love the blue and burgundy. Like I feel like that's classic. You can't mess that up. And so many teams have that blue and burgundy color because it's just like a good color on jerseys and just for sports, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you're not counting the Buffs, who are obviously the runaway champions of this, um, I would say <laughs> the Rockies I, I would pick. I think that their color scheme is, like, unique, but it looks really good. It looks good on merchandise. It looks good, you know, in the stadium. It looks good on the uniforms. I think that and, – and, again, it's unique. Like, you mentioned a lot of teams are burgundy and blue, which is – it tells you that it's a strong color scheme, but it also – makes it you know if you were wearing those colors you know it doesn't necessarily scream one specific team in fact there's two teams in colorado that wear it with the abs and the rapids so like i think with the rockies and, and you even like mix in the silver there i think it looks really good um i think they have a good scheme spence what do you think Who would you i'm actually gonna go uh away from everyone i think the denver nuggets i I really hated their old color scheme. A lot of people loved that, like, baby blue. I wasn't a big fan of it. That was, like, when I started really liking the Nuggets. So I got into, like, the, the baby blue, like, the shiny baby blue Carmelo Anthony jersey. I still have one of those. Um, but I, I really like the, the fact that they use, like, multiple different colors. And it, like, 
their scheme looks good on a black jersey. Looks good on a white jersey. People hated it this year, but it looked good on a red jersey. Like they, the more maybe it's more that they're. I really like all the different logos that they do. I think that's a really cool thing about the Nuggets is they the, and the NBA does a great job of this. I don't know why other sports don't do this more often, especially the NFL. They would sell so many more jerseys if they allow. And I know they're getting to the point where they're going to start allowing different color schemes and different things like that. But I think the Nuggets just with their versatility of the I like the yellow. It's kind of like a gold. It's not the shiny gold. I think what puts the Rockies and Avs a close second for me is the the silver, like the shiny, like the Avs, the top of their sweaters, the C's have like that like pearly silver uh, in it and the Rockies as well. But I think the Nuggets color scheme overall is like the most versatile to me. And it's, I just like the, the maroon, I guess you'd call it. It's not really maroon. I don't know what to call the, the accent color. Um, but then um, they even go with like the like Royal sunrise flat irons, red, flat irons, red. Yeah. Color. And then they go with the Royal blue with the mile high city Jersey. I think, and maybe it's biased towards the difference in jerseys and they have so many of them. Um, but I think the nuggets overall color scheme is super solid. I really like a lot of the nuggets jerseys. But I do think changing the jerseys, and we've had this conversation on this show before, changing the jerseys as much as they do every year, it does allow ticket sales, which like or jersey sales, which is probably a very big reason they do it. But it like kind of loses, and like the different color schemes, the intensity of this year's red, like it loses the focus of like who this team is, like their identity, and in my opinion. So I wish that they could just like have if it would be like the skyline or similar to the skyline just different i think that would be great but the red just this year really threw me off with like the all red jersey it was just i didn't like that. yeah one. i feel like spence was saying like he likes their branding the mo- like their brand the most but like the colors like they have like 10 you know like yeah. um, <laughs> they have navy blue they have red they have yellow they have uh, what they call skyline blue. They have flat iron red. They have a different shade of yellow. Then they had just a red jersey. Like, there's a little too much for me to even know what their colors even are. Um, some of their colors I really like. But I agree with Spence in the fact that, like, the overall brand of the Nuggets in terms of, like, working in the skyline stuff, um, the Mile High City jersey is beautiful. So, like, they like I like that stuff. But in terms of colors, I wouldn't even know what to narrow down their colors to. Yeah, I agree. There's just a lot of different colors there, but their branding, they do a really, really great job of. All right, Drew, did you choose? Have you chosen who you think is the best? No, I mean, I've always liked purple. Rockies. So, I mean, yeah, it's pur- pur- purple's a dope color. And I, I like it with just about any team, too. I like that the Rockies are the only team in baseball that has purple. Uh, and then, like everyone else has said, that you add that awesome silver element to it as well. Um the black, silver, and purple just, just is all is just dope. It's just looking. And then when they made it better and made the purple more lavender, because the old purple used to be kind of bluer. It looked kind of blue on TV. It wasn't quite as good. Uh, but now that they've really nailed that color and it pops like a legitimate purple, like yeah, it's dope. All right, next question we've got here from Mango3443, no, 34943. He said, or they said, which stadium-specific food do you like to get when traveling to other teams, if any, like Mountain Oysters in Coors? Hmm. Ryan, you've been to pretty much all of the NFL stadiums. Can you think of which one? 
I'll be is honest. I'll be honest. I try to avoid eating in stadiums as much as I can because, like, so, so you mentioned like traveling around. Like, if I go to Philly, I don't want like the Philly cheesesteak that they're offering in the stadium. I want the real one outside of the stadium somewhere. So I'll go before the game, get that, or after the game and get that, and try to avoid eating in the stadiums themselves because one, it's overpriced, and two, it's never actually that good. Three, you're working, and that means you have to use a public bathroom at some point, and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing that comes to mind, Ryan. What about you, Drew, AJ, Spence? Um, I, I always go in with the mindset that I'm not going to eat at the stadium, and after I have a few drinks, it's immediately yep. out the window. Uh, I, I've been to Arrowhead a couple of times, and I will say the barbecue there is really solid. Um, it may be just a... Um, a placebo effect of just feeling like you're being there um, and you have to have barbecue. But I, I really enjoy the barbecue at Arrowhead and that's about all I enjoyed there, essentially. Yeah, no one wants sense. to admit it, but like Kansas City barbecue is insanely good. It's so yeah. good. It's really good. If yep. you're in Kansas City, I highly recommend. Where? What's yep. the place that we've been to? Jack Stack? Yeah, that's like the, ma- that's like the mainest mainstream one. Um, and oh, then we also went to like others, Q34 or something. Jack Stack, the baked beans were the best baked beans I've ever had in my life. I totally recommend going there, even if it's a long wait. It's really, really good. Like I would eat just a mixing bowl of those for like lunch. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. And I'm not a fan of baked beans normally. I that would someone we sat next to literally said they get uh, those baked beans shipped to them every year on their birthday because of how much they love them. They were so good. I really recommend and then, their burnt ends. And then no one wants to be around you guys for the next five to six hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we have so each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. I, like every stadium, probably if you've had a few drinks and you end up eating, like it's just having like whatever they have there or tenders. You know, like, just whatever you can eat fast. Because you also want to, like, enjoy the game. (laughs) I went to the Pepsi Center Ball Arena, Pepsi Center at the time, and I got some really great barbecue there. And right when I started eating it, the Avs scored. And it just went every – and it was just a mess. So you need something you can eat quickly and then get back to focusing and cheering on the game. When I do eat in the stadium, it's usually because I have an intense case of the drunk munchies. And I'm just looking for – the biggest thing I can find, like whatever is the most amount of food. So like that course field, they used to have these burrito bowls that you could like really stack Mm -hmm. up. Like I would go there or you get like a foot long with just like 17 toppings on it. Um, Just, yeah, there, there was one time that I put way too many toppings on my, uh, my Rocky dog and it was way harder to eat than any barbecue could be. Okay, we got we have a lot of questions, so we have to get, go faster on this. But Ryan, I'm going to toss to you to tell us about DraftKings Sportsbook and what's going on this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend and this weekend only, uh, we're actually asking you to use the code DNVR Bar when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook to get a chance to win $264 with just a one dollar bet if either Dustin Poirier or Conor McGregor gets a first round knockout i'm saying if you're going for it go for poirier um but either way you have a chance to uh to pick one of those guys win 264 dollars with just a one dollar bet 
And if you come down to the DNVR bar for UFC 264 <laughs> on Saturday night, you can get in on an exclusive poll, which is pretty awesome, uh, or exclusive pool. So the way it's going to work is if you come here, you'll have like a little QR code you can scan. Only people that are at the DNVR bar are allowed to even be in this. And then Very if you exclusive. win, um, you have a chance to win 250 bucks. So it's like you versus, let's say, 100 to 200 other people. Well, uh, you have pretty decent chances there to uh, to just win 250 bucks with no entry fee. I'm going McGregor, so it's going to be a family feud at our house, whoever wins. But definitely check it out. We are, as Ryan said, we do have the fight on tomorrow night at the DMVR bar. No cover. It's going to be a absolute blast. We do have an RSVP list, so definitely check that out. We've sent a few emails, and you can uh, take a look on all of our social media platforms. But we'll be doing DraftKings giveaways. We've got shirts, hats, um, bags. There's a few other things. Obviously, that pool, and then we have DNVR gear. So it's going to be a blast tomorrow night. We haven't had a chance to all get together at the bar for a while now, like a big group of people. So come down. It's going to be an absolute blast. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now we got to talk about Strava Craft Coffee, which I should honestly just throw this one to Drew. Since he loves Strava Craft Coffee so much, he swears by it, but his internet just glitched a little. Drew, are you there? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, sure. No, I can't talk about my coffee. Oh my god! I actually just sold a, a big uh, chunk to my uncle. Shout out to Uncle Dave down in Denver, or not Denver? What? Nope, that's a different place. Down in Texas, just put in a huge order of it. Uh, big, big Strava craft coffee guy. I'm selling to everybody I know. It uh, it's totally changed the way I I drink way, way too much coffee, and that used to be much bigger problem because I get jitters and crashes and all the garbage that comes with that. Now with the CBD Strava Craft Coffee, don't have any of that stuff. I feel a lot better throughout the day. Don't have those crashes. I uh, drink it every single morning. I'm not joking with you. Several cups of Strava Craft Coffee <laughs> every day. It has made a dramatic impact on my life. If you drink a ton of coffee and you're noticing that it's physically messing with you, switch over. If, if you haven't experienced a change within a week, I'll be shocked. It's CB, CBD infused. They have decaf. They have regular. They have drip coffee. They have espresso. They have uh, the pods for cure eggs. They have it all. So if you're looking to try it, definitely do and use that promo code DNVR25 to get 25% off. As we always tell you guys, supporting our sponsors really supports us. And they have a subscription service, so you don't have to worry about running out of coffee. They'll mail it straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer, and you'll receive 20% off of that every single time. So check out Strava Craft Coffee today. And then, of course, sign up for DNVR. If you're watching this podcast or on YouTube watching the show, you may know about us, but you may not. We cover all four professional sports here in Denver, plus CU and CSU. We have daily podcasts. Uh, we have a bunch of DNVR gear, Broncos gear, Nuggets gear, all that good stuff. 
stay tuned for the shop because some stuff has happened in the shop in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out on that. But we've got the DNVR lounge where I'm getting all of these questions from. It's such a huge community. And when you're a member, you get to be a part of the DNVR golf league, which Spencer runs. And it is so much fun because we all get to go play golf once a week and hang out and you get to mix and match with who you're in the cart with and who you're playing with. And it's just a great way to like, Get together with the community, with people who absolutely love Denver sports just like you. So check out thednvr.com, grab a membership. Let's get on to the next question. Okay, um, I'm assuming this is a question for AJ, but I don't really know. It's in all caps, who are the damn timekeepers? Oh, is that a question a, for you? That's a Loki question. That's about, that's that has to do with Loki. That's a Marvel Loki question. Oh, Great. Okay. Have at it, Drew. I low-key have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll laugh at that one because well I agree. Uh, that was a good one, Ryan. Okay, I thought maybe it was the games. Like, AJ has, like, a community of people who uh, play games and stuff. So I just was like, uh, it's, it got a lot of praise in the Discord, so I thought it was a community thing. I have no idea what that means. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So who asked that question? Super Bowlin. <laughs> Super Bowl, and I think it's either Kang the Conqueror or it's Mobius. There you go. I'm glad you were able to answer that, Drew. Um, I, we've talked about this next question uh, on prior podcasts, but we'll talk about it really quickly. Uh, they say all Pittsburgh sports teams have the same color scheme, black and gold, or black and yellow. If Colorado was forced to do the same, which colors would we choose? I think we've talked about this before and came to the consensus that it would be that red, burgund or burgundy, and blueish combo since – it's just easy, and what do you guys think? Do you agree, or do you have a different take? It can't be black and gold, Ryan. Get that out of your head before you even answer it. Yeah, you're right. It can't. So I would just say it would probably it should probably be black and gold. Um, <laughs> those are the best colors ever, and uh, yeah, they just look the best on uniforms. No, I guess if you had to choose one of the pro teams, it feels like burgundy and blue would like transcend uniforms the best. Um, trying to like imagine like because like there's no there's way blue... the broncos colors could work on like uh, on like the avs uniforms like i just can't imagine that well um, the islanders are that color that color scheme. yeah but i guess i was imagining like the avs uniform just staying as it is and then changing to blue and orange and that would look weird um i think base or i guess that's the mets blue and orange does we've seen it with a, a lot of teams yeah i don't know it's kind of a weird one um, so I'll just stick with black and gold. I think burgundy <laughs> and uh, blue because you have that blue from the Broncos. You have blue from the Nuggets. You have red from the Nuggets a little bit. And then you have the Avs. Obviously, Rocky's purple is just a, an, like a crazy color that you don't really see on any of the other leagues. So I will say, like, you could probably make some cool mashups with the Rockies colors on other teams' uniforms. Yeah, I say you just send it and do all purple. We're like the only state, like we're like the only state professional sports state in like the middle of the country that has all four professional sports. Just be all purple, black, silver, gold, or silver and white, and rock it out. I think that'd be dope. And probably look the cool. Columbine flower also has purple in it, which is the state flower of Colorado. So that could work. Yeah. Now it would definitely talking. be different. Okay. Next question: What Colorado team will win a championship first? The Avs. The Avs. 
Well, I thought the Avs were going to win it this yeah. year, so I don't want to talk about that. I know, right? But yeah. AJ. <laughs> I don't Knock. know. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Maybe the Spence. Nuggets. Ugh, don't do that to the people. Spence. I it's it's gonna be a long off season. It's gonna be an interesting off season. The Colorado Rapids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they also year. have the most uh, uh second most recent. How many wins do the Rapids have? Just one. Oh. <laughs> I think it was 2009. No, I, I meant how many wins this season. Oh, I mean, that's like asking me to like, what's how do you spell hello in Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I thought that you knew how many wins the Rapids had this season. It was a simple question. If I ask you how many wins the Broncos had last season, you would know. Yeah, but I uh, there's, actually there's just got six, done three, and two. Okay. I actually just got done telling uh, Andre that I think I'm going to become a big Rapids guy. Yeah, and you're already failing, so good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drew, who do you think? Good start. Will win, who will, will win the championship? The <laughs> oh, right. Who will uh, win? Yeah. Which Colorado <laughs> team will win the championship first? Yeah, it's got to be the. Yeah, right. But that's like, I don't know. That's just a. The, the question is actually who's the closest to winning a championship? And that's the Colorado Avalanche. But, like, who's the next team? AJ, are they? Stop it right now. AJ's over here rolling his eyes. Like, he just, uh, goodness gracious, I don't want this right now. I need happiness. I mean, you'd love to say the Nuggets, but the Nuggets have literally still never even been to the NBA Finals. And obviously, the Rockies and the Broncos are both in spots where saying that at this exact moment would feel absolutely silly. So I don't think it's that silly with the Broncos. That's a really, really, I think that's a really talented football team. That's just missing one thing. And they could get number 12 shows up. It's silver. Yeah. It's Broncos. If they get him, they're going to have a chance to get, that's my answer. I'm going with the Broncos. Nice. Good job. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Next question is what is freaking Flyby Cygnus changed his name on the members chat to Fly Bonk Cygnus. Nice. Um, okay, he asks, what is your <laughs> earliest sports memory? Oh, I meant to look can this up. Can either be playing or watching on TV, but is the furthest thing back that you can remember related to sports? <sighs> I remember uh, being in the living room watching, uh, I guess I don't remember the exact game, but the Eagles were playing the Cowboys and it was like a very intense probably back in 2001 2002 so when they were going through like their ups and downs um and it just being the biggest deal in the world that game and everyone's screaming and I was wearing an Eagles uh hoodie and I have a picture where I'm looks like I'm like flipping off my brothers and yeah that's my earliest memory for me, I, I wish I could remember what year it was. I'm thinking like ni- like 1995 NFL preseason. Um, we got tickets to a Broncos game at Old Mile High, and um, we were up in the very, very, very top. And I just remember I was sitting on my mom's lap, and like she would like get excited about a play or whatever and like sit up a little bit, and I just kept thinking that I was going to like – 
fall off her lap and just tumble down like the steepest up like top stands you could ever imagine. So I don't really remember much about the game, but I know we were there and I was terrified of how high up we were. It is really high up there. Like if you have well, to walk up the stairs and then walk back, like it, you, you look straight down. And it's it, it was even steeper back then, I think, than it is at the current stadium. And the current stadium's real steep up there. Oh my god, it was steeper. I can't. That sounds terrible. Uh, Spence, do you remember yours? Yeah, so it was probably like 2004, I want to say. Uh, it was a Broncos game. We got to ride in a limo to the game, and Michael Vick absolutely shredded the Broncos. It was Broncos-Falcons. I think he threw for like 250, ran for another 100, and they beat us like 40-something. To t- I think it was like 41 or 42 to 28. Um, it was o- Yeah, it was 04. How, and Spence, he- how old are you? Uh, Your age. 27. Dude, how do you not remember my- anything before 2004? <laughs> Bro, my memory is garbage. You can ask Kylie. I, I don't. It is the. I. I don't remember. Like the first thing I remember in my life, like one of the first like events was my thirteenth birthday. That's about what it. Is, what is happening? I. I'm not joking you. I have no memories from like <laughs> being like zero to eleven or twelve, other than a few like random days. Is there some head I... injuries involved there? <laughs> I, I. I like. Not to get crazy, I think it's a, like a little bit of like trauma from stuff mm-hmm. that like I just didn't like. Just I remember like yeah. the one day, and then that's it. And like the, it just like my memory is horrid. It is horrid. Yeah, Ryan, you spit out in, like you were born in 1992, and you were you remember things from 1995 when you were three years old. Like yeah. that's like that's weird. <laughs> that's too early. How do you remember memories from th- being three? I think I have some memories from when I was, like, one. How? That's insane. Yeah, I don't know, but I remember I was, like, up on this, like, um, thing at the top of our stairs, and I, like, knocked my toy off. Um, that, so, so it, like, fell down into the, uh, like, the living room where my parents were. And I, like, stuck my head in between the bars to, like, look down to see where it was, and they just, like, freaked out. Everyone was like, no, 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 no. So I remember that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> wow. One year old with memory. That's pretty crazy. Um, AJ, what is yours? Uh, my first um, sports memory was Rashawn Salam winning the Heisman. Ooh, sweet. Yep. <laughs> I'm jealous. Both, I wish that was my first said, sports Ooh. memory. <laughs> Drew? I think- yes, Ryan. I was just going to say, the first so, game I remember was Super Bowl 32. Broncos over Packers. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I remember the Jags game. Yeah. Yeah. Devin yeah. yeah. in the comments too. saying Jags beating Broncos 96. You have another person in the comments saying, I remember the Broncos losing to the Redskins in the Super Bowl. Um, Drew? Ryan, yeah, I've been trying to work time. my way backwards and, and figure out what, what the older memories were. I can remember having Rockies stuff before they became a team and being young enough that I was confused by that. I remember wearing Rockies stuff to school and then like, yeah, they're awesome. And people have been like, they don't exist yet. They haven't played any games. Like, you Oh no! Why do I keep freezing? 
freezing all the time. All right. <laughs> um, but I, and then this is one of those things, terrible, it's freezing. Um, oh. Where I, it's like, do I remember to write the scene, the video of it a hundred times, but I know I watched the Eric Young home run first game at Mile High. So my dad, my dad and gone. I hope most of That's that cool. came through. I hate no, it game. came through, yeah. Yes, it did come through. You were freezing a little bit, but the funny part was you were freezing when you were saying, I'm freezing. Uh, so it really added to the bit of it. There's a perfect um, symbol in there. <laughs> okay, the next question we have is directed just to Ryan. Um, oh, I guess everyone here can answer it. Maybe not you, Drew. I don't know if you would have a say or opinion in this one, but the other Ryan says, what does Vic Fangio have to accomplish this season to remain the Broncos head coach in 2022? Just flirt with, with the playoffs, like be competitive towards the end of the season where the games matter. I think is like that, that makes him for sure safe. Um, I think he could probably even get away with like eight wins um maybe seven if they're i don't know really trying to extend it but um mostly like that defense needs to truly be top five and i would maybe even say top three in the league um and then you know the offense it's not on him but it all all roads lead back to him like they have to have a competent offense out there this year which would likely if you combined those two things that means they're probably competing for a playoff spot what do you guys think? Do you agree with that, AJ um, Spence? Yeah, I think sure. games weeks 16, 17, 18 have to matter this year or else it, he's, his job's gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be really – it's going to be interesting just to see how, like, the narrative shifts based on how they're winning or losing um, because it's always easy to say things like that now, but, like, I don't know. Let's say they lose two like crazy nail biters in week 15 and 16, and that knocks them out of the playoff race or whatever. Like, there's still a chance, but it, it kind of all matters how and how it looks. Like, like those Vance Joseph teams kept getting blown out, you know, in in, in that second year too, and it was just like, okay, like this isn't working, and it's ugly and it's embarrassing. I also think like it. Dep- the QB matters, even if it, even if all three possible QBs lost like in nail biters at the end of the game, like it just for the fans reaction and feeling for this team, if it's drew in those, but he still lost, like the fans would want change. Uh, if it's Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, who knows if they would react with as anger, but like, I just feel like people are over Drew Locke's development time. They just want him to be good or be bad, which sucks for Drew Locke because that's not fair. He hasn't like really played a full season, his off season, all the stuff we know, we, we, we've talked about it, but I just, the pulse of the fan base really feels like it's like he needs to like succeed or else I'm over it. So even if he lost in nail biter games where he was really close, I think the fan base would be still angry. Yeah, again, but it just depends on how it looks, you know, like if he's playing really well and they're losing, then maybe people will start to come around on him. It is funny, though, saying like they're over his development time when he's played in 18 games. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, but that's just sports in, in 2021. In the NFL, I feel like specifically, but. And quarterback right, position specifically. Yes, quarterback position for sure. We've got four more questions. So before we get to those, we have a new 
partner here at DNVR. It's a premier dispensary. Smoking hot deals, of course, Solace Meds. And I still just think back at the time, the first time I read this ad and I called them Solace Meds and you guys all just laughed at me <laughs> for a nice. full minute. Um, great times. Solace Meds, I got it right now. They've been a partner for us um, for a few months now. They're really great. There's a location right down East Colfax, like passing the bar. I drove by it today and they've got smoking hot deals. Like I said, they had a bunch of 4th of July deals. Obviously that doesn't matter, but they just had some crazy buy three, get your fourth product for 10 cents the entire store. That's how insane these deals are. You should definitely check them out. And if you head into the Wheatlet Ridge location, there's four locations the one in east colfax like i said wheat ridge and then there is one in fort collins and then one right off of broadway if you head into their wheat ridge location you can get a free solace bar or king cone when you mention the code dnvr that's the wheat ridge location off of solace meds head in and mention the dnvr 20 code to receive 20 percent off and then like i said you get that free solace bar or king cone these are some amazing deals. I always have even more. Just don't forget to mention DNVR and they'll hook you up. So check out Solace Meds today. Okay, final questions. This is a good one. What's the best non-major sport and why? No football, basketball, baseball, hockey, or soccer? Golf? <laughs> they included soccer. That's fun. <laughs> right. AJ. This is easy. I don't answer here. Golf? By far. It's so electric to watch, especially when it's and, – and when you say those words in a sentence, I see AJ's eyes. I just want to sit down with AJ and watch one one golf tournament <laughs> one time, buddy, when you get back. Um, but, no, it's just like it. once you – I think you once like you try – like, <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Um, the I just think once you play it and even at a remotely awful level and you watch how good those dudes are, like – and the, you watch a golf tournament and see the shots that they hit. It, it It's similar to, like, baseball. I mean, any sport, any professional sport, you can't just walk on the field and play. But when you watch a golf tournament and see how incredible and amazing the, the shots those guys hit are on courses that are way harder than any course you ever step foot onto 90% of the time, it's – I'm obviously biased here, but it's by <laughs> far the best non-major. And it goes year-round. What other sport does that? None. Uh, in terms of like the same season you get you get star you know star power star athletes all playing all year round you have a bunch of different major competitions like you have four different majors this year we have the Ryder cup it's in the olympics like i mean what more could you want from a sport other than if, maybe it takes too long <laughs> it, it does take very long but i mean you can enjoy that sport and also enjoy a Sunday snooze at the 12th hole. Like you can watch it and then just take a quick little nap. I think at least I enjoy it. And then sometimes the announcers and the music you get a little sleepy, just like sleeping during baseball game at a, on a Sunday during an afternoon game. Um, there's it's long games. Anyways, I would definitely say soccer. Cause I don't think that soccer in the U S is a major sport. So, if I could include, if, <laughs> if we said that, then I would say soccer is the best. But I agree, golf, the more that I learn golf and play it and, like, understand the game, I've enjoyed watching golf a lot more. We've got Andrew Wolf here in the comments saying disc golf. And then Barbara Creaseman, Drew Creaseman's mom, saying rugby, which rugby is definitely entertaining. I didn't know what the hell was going on when we watched Sevens 
uh, with Colton Strickler. I had to ask him a lot of questions, but it was really entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I, I lean golf too, and I'm obviously biased in that world. But I would include UFC um, in terms of just like the electricity of watching a UFC fight. Like, I never, I never knew how much I liked it until the pandemic when it was really the only thing on. And also, once you include legal gambling, like gambling on UFC is so much fun. Um, so you, you just get like. I don't know. You just get riled up in a different kind of way when you uh, when you throw some money down on a UFC fighter. So uh, I would throw that one in as well. Drew, what do you think? I like track and field. Track and field count. Okay. That's a, is that does track and field count yeah. as one sport? The the sport. It's the yeah. The whole you you watch you yeah. Because when you turn it on, you basically you're watching. Everybody do the, the thing, which, right? It's like which part of track and field? Drew knows a lot about this. You see well, him doing I, the, the thing. You know, they're all doing things. They're you running know, in yeah. circles. You do get, you know, you've got sprints, you've got long distance running, you've got javelin toss, you've got jumps. And it's like, yeah, I do. Does all of that get a high jump, the triple jump, the long jump? But I get in, I, I get into all that stuff. I used to run. I did the 110 high hurdles when I was in school. Um I was a sprinter. I like the hurdle races in particular, but I like rugby as well. All these other things. I mean, the Olympics, I like stuff like that. Yeah. I get into Olympic style competition. Um, but particularly I like the track and field stuff because it's like, that's proto sports competition, right? Who can run faster, jump higher, throw farther. And I'm like, yeah, let's boil it down to its basics and see. Well, that's what I like about UFC. It's just like, can you beat this person in a fight? Right. <laughs> yeah, out. I don't like when they like br- like almost break someone's leg or all pretty much do. That's the, that's the only part I don't like about UFC. So, you know, sometimes you just gotta see a little, you know, armbar. We were literally watching UFC, and I wasn't watching. And Ryan starts like scream, like no, oh no, no, and I'm like, what happened? He's he broke, he almost broke his arm. He almost broke his arm. I'm like, why? That's not. Why are you watching this? <laughs> um, if we're talking, <coughs> sorry, I almost choked on air. Um, not on air, like on physical on air. air. Nice. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm spending way too much time with you, Ryan. Um, if we're talking Olympics, I it. I love gymnastics. That is so entertaining. But non sports, non Olympics, I also love watching volleyball. I feel like it can be very intense. Like. It's very. Fun. It's a fun sport. All right, AJ, yeah. you're the final person tennis. to answer this question. Easily tennis. Uh, both both the men and women are awesome to watch. It's also year-round and also in the Olympics. And its grand slams are unique in that they are played on different surfaces. And that that makes each of them their own entity. It, it, it makes each of them their own kind of special... Um, challenge for players. You know, we've seen the golden age of Rafa Nadal and his dominance of the French Open is one of the single greatest accomplishments any athlete has ever accomplished in the history of professional sports. And uh, really, just this this age of tennis with Serena Williams dominating the women's uh, the women's side for twenty years, and maybe the most underrated athlete ever is Serena. And I mean, watching watching her come back from 
uh, from giving birth and then having a really complicated pregnancy and then just casually going out and winning a major was just like insane. Okay. Insane. All right, that's it's super impressive. And then on the men's side, you know, with with uh, Djokovic and and Nadal and Federer, you have the three most dominant men's tennis players ever at the same time for an extended period of time, just putting up unbelievable numbers, just uh, elevating the level of tennis to something that we've never seen before. So tennis, tennis is ten, tennis is unbelievable right now, and it we're coming to the end of it, but. Uh, this the the last ten to fifteen years of tennis has been incredibly fun to watch and incredibly rewarding to get into. And the next generation looks exciting. I don't know if it'll live up to this one. I don't know how it could, but the sport is wonderful and it's doing a lot of uh, it's it's taking a lot of steps and has a lot of marketable stars. Uh, and I think that it's it, it really bums me out that it's not bigger in the United States. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, you know, guilty of that problem. There's something about it. It's It's been the one sport that's, like, you know, decently major that I've just never been able to get into. Now, like, if you have, like, a Federer-Nadal final, like, I'll tune into that just knowing, like, the historic significance. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I just can't get into it. Uh, and, like, this is, like, the most simpleton, like, lame – person who doesn't understand tennis te a thing to say about tennis but it's like it's so it, it feels really repetitive to me um and i think that's part of the reason why i have a hard time getting into it but again i feel like the more you, i felt that way with golf and i feel like the more you pretty learn, repetitive yeah well yes it is repetitive but i feel, feel like feel like most sports suffer from monotony i don't know maybe again it's because i don't understand i don't know the intricacies of it so to me it's just like very like just very when you just don't understand a sport like you don't you haven't spent the time to really like yeah. watch it and get to know it it's just it doesn't seem as intriguing as soon as you start playing or getting into it you learn so much more to it you i for me i think golf i learned like how skilled and how frustrating this game is and like how skilled these golfers are and like how hard some of the things that they're trying to do are and it became it, it made it more entertaining for me watching them go against these challenges um I think golf and tennis have that in common that they're the two sports where if just the average person tried to go out and play them, it's it's the biggest gulf between professional and just dudes who play the sport because it's it's just it's just enormous. I mean, it's like there there were there was there was a thing um, recently about men who think that they could win a point off Serena Williams. And it's like, look, you could probably win a point if you played all day and you counted the points where she rocked one into the net or put one out of bounds or whatever. But otherwise, like outside of unforced errors, you're not you're not you're not winning a point against that woman. I don't like, think uh, even <laughs> even with the caveats you just presented, I still don't think the average person even stands a chance. Like she's going to make a mistake, right? Like she's going to put one into the net. She's going to miss hit one. Probably at some yeah. point, but that's it. Like her making a mistake is your best chance of, of getting a point. Whereas I feel like uh, the same is true for if you were to go head to head against Phil Mickelson, your best, your best hope of, of taking a hole off of him 
is he shanks one, and you just don't screw up that hole. And yeah, that's so, that's the thing. You survive that hole. So, like, uh, that, that was actually going to be the example I was going to use, is, like, if they were playing like they play when they're in a major tournament, then you might have a chance of them messing up. But they know that they can turn it down so much and not take any risks and still beat you. That like, <laughs> I don't think she makes any mistakes because she doesn't have to try to do anything. She just keeps hitting it back at you until you make a mistake. And the same thing goes for like, if I was playing against Phil and there was actually something on the line, like, yeah, my best hope is he blasts driver like way out of bounds or something, but he knows that. And so he's just hitting like five iron off the tee, making sure he gets it in into the middle of the fairway. And then, you know, watching as I, miss the miss the green by 10 feet and he puts it you know right in the middle and has an easy putt to make par while i'm scrambling around what do you think spence of that analogy yeah i i just think it's golf to me because i'm so immersed in it is like people think that i'm good and then if i were to go like play on the corn ferry tour this week which is in colorado uh mitchell and i will be there sunday um but like it's the only professional golf tournament in colorado and I would go. I would go there, like for the people that think I'm good, and I would be the worst player there by a long shot. And then the best players there are miles away from the best players on the PGA Tour. So it, that's what's that's what's crazy about the, the scenario of golf. And like AJ touched on it, is you can be like Nathan McKinnon's an athlete, right? He could probably go on to the football field and look semi relevant. He could go on to uh, the basketball court may, may, maybe look semi-relevant, you know, but like golf doesn't, you have to play golf and no athlete can just show up and be good at golf. He McKinnon was, so he was so famously bad at golf when he first tried it and he got tired of losing money to Landeskog that he hired a golf pro to teach him. And he bought, he bought all kinds of, he, he bought all kinds of gear and watched all these videos and he threw himself completely into the world of golf so he would stop losing to Landeskog. And now he's good. Yeah, now he's legit. But it took it took total dedication for him to not be terrible at it. It doesn't matter. Like, in other sports, you can throw football, you can make a basket. If you're athletic, like, you can handle some of these things. When it comes to golf, and I bet, like, playing against someone like Serena Williams, like, tennis, like, it, it, especially golf, though, like, it, it doesn't matter if you're athletic it's just so there's so many different things like i played sports growing up my whole life i literally was like immersed in it and i'm i think i'm very athletic and this game yesterday was one of the most frustrating rounds of my life it is such a hard game like it doesn't matter how athletic you are you have to learn so many new skills and it's using a bunch of muscles that you probably don't use maybe hockey players but like at least if you played soccer or basketball it's just different it's a very frustrating game (laughs) McKinnon's hockey breakout coincidence with his golf breakout confirmed? No, the golf breakout happened after. From Mm. Rudo in the chat. Hope you're doing well, Rudo. Hope you went to Green Mountain Dental for your uh, root canal. Uh, But I hope you're feeling better. That's rough. Okay, next question. Where is it? This is a hard one, and I don't think anyone in this panel will be able to answer it. Maybe you guys will prove me wrong. Um, Steph asked, which active athlete from each major Denver sports team would make the best Fast and Furious crew addition? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> That's what yeah, abs one, uh, abs one would be pretty fire. Like, uh, I think, I think Belmar would be perfect comedic uh, relief for the team, uh, and he could fit into any family he wants to because he just shows up and he be and he just has to be lovable, and he will ingratiate himself into any family, no matter how tight knit. So I what haven't is the watched question? Fast and Furious in a very long time. Okay, which active athlete from each major Denver sports team would make the best Fast and Furious crew addition? Oh, okay, okay. So they're joining the they're Fast and joining Furious They're joining the Fast team. and Furious. So I haven't seen a Fast and Furious uh, probably since Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, <laughs> so as well. <laughs> uh, uh, Rudo said Matt Calvert would lead a rival biker gang, obviously. <laughs> you know, well, the denim daddy, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Bronco who would make a good addition. I truly don't. Drew, do you have any ideas, Spence? Can you use like not Landy for the abs? I, I agree, though. My be land, fun. Charlie Blackman, is the go-to answer for anything mm. that's fun and weird and interesting. And he seems like the kind of guy that even if he's not into working and stuff, like, he could get into it really quickly. Like, he'd be a fast convert. He could become a car guy very quickly. So I'll go with, I'll go with Chuck. Ryan, can you think of someone? solid addition. I think Drew Locke, like he's charismatic and like I feel like he would, you know, fit in that world a little bit. Um, he's clearly experienced in uh, high intense uh, car experiences as he had a lug nut go through his windshield, almost go through his windshield. Thankfully, not go through his windshield yes. this week. N and Nuke would be great as long as he doesn't have to actually physically do anything. <laughs> if he could just stand there and look tough, he would be perfect. By the way, I found out more a little bit more about the Drew Locke uh, lug nut. So a car going the other way, the tire came off of it and was like uh -oh. rolling towards his car. So he like got out, like slowed down and got out of the way of that. And as he was doing that, the lug nut came off of that tire and went through his windshield. Wow. Oh. What are the Buddy's okay. Yeah, that's oh my God. sketch. That's terrifying. Okay, we have two more, so let's go quickly. Um, what was everyone's go-to jersey numbers in sports growing up and why? Uh, let's not go for the why. Just tell me your favorite number. If you have a really good story, tell me your why, but then we have one more after that. So um, my go-to numbers for jerseys when I was younger. Does that mean like when I played sports? Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, 11 and 14 were my go-to numbers. Ryan? Mine Mine were 1 and 11, 1 because I'm number 1, 11 because I'm number 1 twice. God. That's the most believable answer and I'm maybe the most predictable answer. <laughs> You're so annoying. All right, AJ. Uh, 4 because it was a classic offensive defenseman number. Yeah. All right, Drew. 12 because it was the biggest number for the tallest kid on the team. And that's what I had to take. <laughs> so then you just stuck to but it after I, that? Then I decided I liked it. I liked 12. You can't. No, no. You don't make me have it. I, I want it. <laughs> oh, 12. Spence. Uh, 34, because ESPN is channel 34 on Comcast when I was a kid. So that was, that was my go-to. And Shaq. I like Shaq. That's amazing. ESPN yeah. was 34. I remember that. And ESPN 2 was 35. 35, yeah. That would make sense. ESPN 1, ESPN 2. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, final question. What are your favorite stadiums town to visit for road games? Uh, Spencer, we'll start off with you. What are what? Your favorite stadiums slash towns to visit on road games. I'm going to pander to AJ here, I think, a little bit. Uh, Mitch and I went to Vancouver last year, and I never seen a city like that in my life. I, I was I wanted to stay there. I almost had to stay there, but I wanted to stay there forever. I could have considered moving there. It was amazing. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Like, the nicest buildings in Denver that have, like, the coolest architecture, all the glass, like, that's everywhere. There's a casino downtown. <laughs> like, it, there's water right there. I mean, it's it was I I didn't want to leave. That's so cool. I've never been to any part of Canada before, so I, I don't either. even know I, if I've. Seen I went to Vancouver, Vancouver for the draft and did not like it at all. <laughs> oh, it's no. like it's a it's a beautiful city, uh, and I love the climate and like aesthetically, it's very very pleasing. But it's also, I just said it was basically Canadian San Francisco because it's it's just jammed into a little island and it goes. And it they it just goes up, and it looks great. It's on it's on the water. It's there's the the, the scenery around it is insane. Uh, but I don't like cities that are that like compact. It's just, it's just it's just it's just all around you. It's, you it just feels like you're just drowning in concrete. I just <laughs> love the idea of like. Spencer being like, I think AJ might like this. And then AJ being well, like, Well, it was for an Avs game. Like, Absolutely not. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> like, it's got, it's got its selling points, but it was just like, it, it, also knowing that the cost of living is really high, it's like, a, I, could, I could never live there. I mean, Ryan, you felt similar with New York, which is like all the all the concrete. Like it just Ryan was not a big fan of New York City. I love New York City, um, but I also grew up in cities like my whole life. I like New York City, just very very small doses. Ryan claims claims that he gets sick every time he goes to New York City. I do. So, it's that air, just the air quality. Um, I, the air quality isn't that bad. Like, yes, it is. It's fine. You're okay. Like Colorado, you might as well no, just be like standing in a bag of spray paint. No, I just think Colorado's <laughs> air. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I How do you even Colorado. have that as a reference point? Have you done it? No, I haven't. Who hasn't? I just tried to think of a thing that would be really bad to breathe. (laughs) I just think that Colorado's air is like so great that you can't handle. You're just too like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Privileged. Yeah, and sensitive to handle just some good old New York City air. Like people call Philadelphia trash. So like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to. Just bad air. That the mountains are just fine. giant air purifiers. Okay, moving on. AJ, Wait. what's your favorite oh. place? No, 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 go oh, ahead. Vegas, by Vegas. far. The, yeah. the atmosphere at road games in, in, in T-Mobile Arena is crazy. It's, an, it's a beautiful facility. It's right on the strip. You can stay at the hotel that's literally a 50-yard walk from it. Woo! Vegas. All day Vegas. I've never seen an environment like that in my life. I gotta go. 
It was, was like so a badass, season. dude. It was a regular season game, and I thought it was like this. It was like Super Bowl level intensity. <laughs> it was so insane. badass. Wow, that's crazy. New team. There's something about new teams that the fans just have like. like I feel like they haven't been like beaten down yet, um, so they just have this like youthful exuberance. Like if you go to any just new a game for a new team, it's just like it's like a different level of. Even like the, so, I was gonna mash, mention Nashville um, as, as one for me, and like even then, you know, they're decently new, and you still get that kind of like new team excitement. Um, Nashville was really awesome. Allie and I went there for an Avs Preds game. Um, I I do really like uh, going to Philly. Um, I think Philly's a really cool city. Um, Chicago. I can't really nail Chicago's one fun. one specifically, but yeah, those I've never. I guess I technically did travel to some Pac-12 tournaments in Vegas, and obviously that is the best. I I really liked Nashville. I like the environment, of course, but then just like the arena itself, with like the like I thought it was really cool. It very it very much fit nashville and i said this the other day and someone laughed at me that i thought that was cool but they had like kids like singing during intermission and stuff and, like it's not like they're like singing bad song like they're like really talented singers but it's like this high school te- like choir team who's like jamming out and i'm like wow this really and you just came from broadway where you're listening to live music and i just thought it was such a cool environment like all of it put together the in arena and i've heard that with vegas as well like the the atmosphere in the arena and the things that they do during little breaks like really fits Vegas. So like I think that's that's really cool. I feel like you sold those kids short by saying they were a choir team. It was like a, a high school garage band. Okay, maybe that's why someone laughed cool. at me. I was like, this was really cool. And they're like kids singing and I was like, they're incredible singers. They weren't singing, amazing. they were like performing. Like it was like a concert for them. Okay. Well, that's why you got laughed at. Yeah, I guess that's true. Drew, what is your favorite? It was your place? fault. What a victim blame. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what is your favorite stadium or town to visit? My Apple Watch just told me to breathe. Sorry, I got real passionate about that one. <laughs> Ali also oh, got man. ridiculously passionate about the uh, School of Rock musical. Go away. You need to go away. I am over you today. They were just really talented kids. Uh, School of Rock is actually awesome. I'll I'll back you up 100% on School of Rock. (laughs) It was also my birthday. I had a lot to drink, and those kids were so freaking talented. And I was just cheering them on. I was just yelling. For them, like a sporting event, like I yell for my team. Big mom teams. energy right here. It really That's was. Fine. I give off big really... mom energy all the time. <laughs> I'm just so. so happy I got Allie to drop an F-bomb on this show. <laughs> I do. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't even finish what I was going to say because I instantly was like, oh, no. Um. Okay, Drew, let's finish this podcast. Kansas City. Mm. That's it. Good, okay. good talk. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into it a little more, but that's fine. Just oh, did Kansas we? Did we City. need more? We, we haven't. We haven't. Just, <laughs> just your reason why Kansas yeah. City. We covered it earlier. I mean, I, I, I've 
most of the places that I've been to covered, like LA is fine. Milwaukee's fine. Uh, I like San Francisco, but uh, AJ mentioned, you know, some weird. Uh, uh, yeah, good. Barbecue and jazz, Kansas City. And, and also, you know, in baseball, we don't have that problem of their uh, arrival or whatever. So, like, some people have to hate Kansas City because the Chiefs are there. And I don't care about that at all. The Royals are dope and they're not a problem for anybody. And they've got that cool stadium with all the fountains and stuff. It's in a dumb spot. It's in a really dumb, like, I wish it was in a convenient Right location, next to Arrowhead. Yeah. And, and like out whole, of the middle of the city. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dodger Stadium's in a dumb spot. Miami's Stadium's in a dumb spot. Like, so the, Coors Field is, is one of the very few where you're like, oh, there's stuff in the neighborhood. And it wasn't when I was a kid. Uh, well, there was stuff in the neighborhood, mostly Just murderers. Bad stuff. Yeah, I was going to just murderers. Yeah. All right. Just, okay. You know, people look at my parents uh, like, let's not get into that debate. <laughs> the Broncos had a very tough, maybe that'll be a TDSP episode. Uh, Broncos had a very tough, intense debate. Actually, maybe it's just Mace who truly believes that stadiums should be outside of the city and not in the city. And Oh, totally agree. You do okay. No, so we this is this totally is gonna be a TDSP. No, nope, stop it. Done, done, done. This is gonna be a TDSP topic either next week or the following week because I would like to hear the discussions. Ryan, zip it. Don't start this. I'm thank flying for, to Canada. Thank you for watching. Join quarantine, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> One of my favorite things of this show is we are going to do a watch along of a uh, major with Spencer and AJ. And we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> That's going to be really fun. We're going to do that. Um, so stay tuned for that. Bring Thank you for hanging out with us on this Friday. We've got abs next. It's a late Friday for everyone. So stay tuned. I saw a few people asking where that live was going, when it was going to go live. They're going right after this. We will see you guys next week and come to the bar tomorrow. Woo, bye.